BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What's going to happen is, let's ride. Hey, Russell Wilson, what day? It's two games in a row. Let's ride. And the defense playing ball for the Broncos yeah, let's right ride. now. Like, oh, they y'all. turn the ball over. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, seven ah. points. Oh, and y'all the think the Bills lose this game, stick a fork in them. Okay, but let's ride. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hello, hello. Welcome to Paper Out. Hopefully, you guys are watching us right now. Welcome back. Oh, thanks, guys. Hello. We miss you, Ash. Yeah, we definitely miss you. Thanks, guys. That's so nice. We held it down for you. You guys had to go without me. Was he, how'd Brandon do? He held it down. Yeah, I saw that he tortured you with his uh, (laughs) Broncos stuff while I was gone. Sorry you had to deal with that in my absence. You know what you mean? What are you talking about? Let's ride. B, you owe me something. I don't know what we bet yesterday. They should have played the entire clip. I know we have a bet there. And then also, were, you guys made a bet. We did not bet. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, wait, we should have bet. I should have bet. But we 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 talked about if uh, Josh Allen, uh, if he didn't play well, you would have to let him go, right? Yeah. So I would love to get your thoughts there later. But anyways, before we you know dive into let's ride in the Broncos, I told him, I told y'all. They beat who? Two teams in a row, the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they beat uh, who did they play last night? I don't even remember. Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. They're back. So anyway, Ashley, welcome back. The Broncos are back. What is it? Tuesday. We're gonna have a phenomenal show today. I'm excited. Thank you. Listen, first and foremost, Andrew BC. I think I can hear y'all in the thing. So let's just make sure all our mics are situated before we dive into the show. I think there's a little bit of an echo. I think it's gone now. I think we're good. There we go. There we go. Now we're good. Sorry about that, guys. Welcome to Paper Out. Happy Tuesday. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. This is Brandon Marshall. Brandon Flowers over here. Um, If I look a little bit tanner, it's because I just got back from Belize last night. Um, It was absolutely incredible. Um, You know, I'm always big. I tell this all the time, big on energy. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that the first time I went to Jamaica, which is why I go back. And I felt that when I was in Belize. It's such a beautiful country. The people are so hospitable. 
Um, it's just, you know, the waters are like turquoise and there's so much natural, um, there's so many animals there that are just really cool. We got to see some sharks. You saw some, some sharks. Saw some sharks, some sea turtles. Um, and if you go out beyond the reef, you can see some hammerhead sharks. But what I really like about it also is... I ain't going there. It's very, very <laughs> cool. It was very cool. You could swim with them. It was dope. It was such a crazy experience. Um, and um, what are they called? I think they're called nerf sharks. Or yeah. they, they don't eat people. Oh, yeah, people. they're harmless. Yeah. They don't is eat it people. nurse or nerf? nerf? Nurse sharks. Nurse, okay. Yeah, they don't eat people. Right. So um, you can swim with them. It's really, really cool. There's like these crazy birds. Did that, you like, swim with um, them? The waters were a little choppy that day because it was a lot. We, a rainstorm was coming, so we didn't get a chance to swim with them. But when I go back, I'm definitely gonna go back. I'm gonna swim with them for sure. You're wild. I'm You're that wild. person. Like I'll go in the yeah, water and like I'll do like you only side. live once. Like that's a crazy experience. But I also loved about it is that they use all of their own resources to like feed the island. So we flew into Belize City and then we went to um, San Pedro, which you have to take like a 13 minute like little baby plane ride. And you fly across this amazing blue water and you see the, you know, just all the different smaller islands. And then you get there and, I mean, everything that you eat is caught that day and it's picked that fresh, day and yeah. it's just fresh. And it's just the people are so hospitable. I had an absolutely amazing time and I can't wait to go back. My parents go. are going to go. Gonna I like, go. Yeah, I, I just I spoke so highly of it. Like I felt like such an amazing connection to mm -hmm. it and it was such a calming just relaxing experience so if you haven't been to belize definitely check it out you guys would definitely like it you should check it out yeah okay it's definitely up your alley take a lady there or go by yourself for like a meditation <laughs> trip or what's the vibe though do you it's go every... with a lady or do you no, go no, no, by... it's everything you can go with friends like i went with friends right. i didn't go with a person i went okay. with friends but you could definitely go there um with a person man woman what there are you doing too? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you brought pictures for everybody to see. Yeah, I'll send Andrew some pictures like throughout the show so we can show them at the end so you guys can check it out. It'll yeah, be, yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah, yesterday I was like, yeah, we going. I told everybody where you were. Not what you my were doing. pictures, pictures of and like then, the. I, well, yeah. Then I was like, prepare the pictures because I'm like, we going, we going to talk about it. I was like, we ain't putting no pictures up on. on it would have been a bad look, good look for you, but bad look for us. All good. Yeah, Listen. you was you was having a good time. It was amazing. I was very. I, we, it came at like the right time. I feel like I've been working, working working it was a nice little break i was off my phone it was just reset. it was really dope yeah. andrew now that uh ashley's back we can potentially show the pictures with her here it was uncomfortable <laughs> it'd be uncomfortable <laughs> showing the pictures without her here so if those are ready oh my we, goodness we throwing airpods what's going on here at least for a couple of days and we're just like all right Let's dive into some Monday headlines while I send some um, Andrew some pictures we can show later on in the show. But uh, he has them. No, there's other ones that I haven't posted that are on my phone that I like show the, the okay. island that I want to <laughs> that I want to show. <laughs> um, also, it was really cool that uh, before we move on real quickly, I got to do a one day I got to go to a local high school. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I went was to help expand basketball um, to islands that you know, are not big tourist attractions for NBA players in the offseason or just the sport of basketball to expand the horizon. So we got to go um, to a local high school. Mm -hmm. There were so many young women there, which I absolutely loved. And we, you know, we uh, put on a little bit of a five on five and then we did some drills with them. And I had those pictures too, I'll share. But it was so cool to be able to s expand yep. basketball because of how much it changed my life um, and expand it to a smaller island. That's like awesome. That. It was really cool. So... All right, Brandon. I know. I know. Last night was a good night for you. So, uh, what's your Monday morning headline, or what's your headline this Tuesday morning? I should say. You know, it's just something light. You know. Oh you know, God. in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. Russ cooking. 
is uh, Josh Allen Cook. You know, I'm just in the kitchen right now. This is, we will discuss. We will discuss. And I want to hear from people in the chat. What, what's their thoughts? I want to hear from the people. How do they feel, Brandon, about Russell Wilson? How do they feel about Josh Allen? So let's go in the kitchen and cook up something. I want to move to the hardwood. So we're going to have to deal with B all show about this. And I just want to know who would be harder to guard, Kobe or LeBron? Oh, easy Ooh. question, but I'll, I'll wait for yeah? it. I'll wait for it. So easy. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait for this. I mean, it's no surprise, but my headline is, how about them Cowboys? Listen, um, <laughs> that was the game that was being shown in Belize. They were showing uh, the CBS 425 game, so I was able to watch my Cowboys just annihilate the New Jersey football giants in paradise. But it has people asking, after CeeDee Lamb's uh, post-game comments where he says he is the best receiver in the NFL. Is that fact or is that cap? We'll dive into it. But first, we are going to ride. No. Mm -hmm. And we're going to ride with the Denver Broncos. Oh. <laughs> because last night, the Denver Broncos got a big win uh, Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills. And the battles and the free falls in the AFC just continue now. The Bills lost in the most moronic, just idiotic way possible. 12 men on the field disqualified what would have been the game-winning, possibly the game-winning field goal, but that was not the case. Like I said, 12 men on the field, so the penalty ended their dreams of locking in a win. Now, this is just a free fall for the Buffalo Bills. It's been an up-and-down season, all season for them. Josh Allen, the turnovers, the losses against teams that they should beat, and the wins against teams that they maybe shouldn't have beaten. It's just been an up and down roller coaster. So there's a lot to dive into this. We'll first start on the Buffalo side of things because I have some news here for everybody. Uh, let me go ahead and pull this up. The Buffalo Bills uh, have fired offensive coordinator Ken Ooh. Dorsey. That was about 30 minutes ago. That was per Adam Schefter. So their offensive coordinator is now out. Now, Trayvon Diggs, brother of Stephon Diggs, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, has been tweeting some things in favor of his brother. One thing he said, man, 14, got to get up out of there. I saw that. 14, obviously, is Stephon Diggs' number. And that was 12 hours ago. But this was just an hour ago where uh, Trayvon tweeted out, let's not forget he didn't start going off until bro got there. He, meaning Josh Allen, and bro, meaning Stephon Diggs. So, I mean... Brandon, mm. a lot to dissect here. Right. First and foremost, I mean, the, the firing of offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, kind of expected, right? I, no, actually. Considering how the season has gone. Uh, no, it's it's uh, breaking news, and I'm surprised by it. Wow, okay. Um, you know, but, you know, this is what happens in the NFL, bro. Like, it's such a tough business. When your expectations are Super Bowl, and you're digressing as an offense and your quarterback who you just paid a lot of money and he's supposed to be a top five quarterbacks playing the way he's playing, something has to give. Um, I am surprised, though, Ashley, that they made that decision today. Um, they got to figure it out. But, you know, the, you know, the, uh, some people are saying, you know, like the Josh Allen and the, and the Bills, like they still have a chance. What I would say is it's not even about this season. I, I think I think this whole thing is done. I think this whole thing is cooked. It's not just Josh Allen. You know, you think about what Trayvon Diggs is saying. That's the second time that he's tweeted something. He did it before the season, right? 
Yeah. Uh, he's doing it now. So, you know, Stefan Diggs isn't, isn't happy. So he's probably going to get out of there this offseason. This whole thing is imploding. You know, in sports, B, you always got to have a sacrificial lamb, right? Mm -hmm. When things not going well, somebody has to get that bad end of the stick to just blame everything on and just say, if we got rid of this problem, maybe we'll be right. all right. And you know, it's also a copycat league. What did the Raiders just do, mm -hmm. right? Raiders fired their coach. They're not going to get rid of their head coach over there, but they got rid of their offensive coordinator too. And then they start receiver Devontae Adams, start getting his touches. He started being happy because he was frustrated That's before. Right. Now they're hoping the same thing happened with Diggs. Like, Diggs, we got Dorsey out of there. We got somebody else in charge now. We're going to start feeding you. Like, they can't have Diggs going into this offseason saying he won out. Right, right. Like, they can't have that happen. So they have to do everything they can. That's done. You think it's done? Yeah, but you got to think about it. Uh, Trayvon said it before the season when they were going back and forth. Um, they, they, they've been trying to paint this pretty picture between Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen uh, for about six, seven months now. When your brother, the closest person to you, is saying we got to get him out of there in the offseason, and then he says it again, you already know where his mind's at, bro. And, and so I think Stephon Diggs is, is, is definitely going to get out of this offseason because um, he is one of those guys that's willing to get uncomfortable. Like I agree, you but, know. They, but I, at the same time, I don't think Buffalo will send them to a contender. Not an AFC for sure. Like they're not letting Diggs go to a Kansas City or not even a Cincinnati or anywhere, right? Why, why does so, it matter? Why why wouldn't they just send them to? Why wouldn't they send them to uh, wherever he would want to? Now, obviously, there's still a lot of football left. Huh? They don't have that relationship with him. They didn't draft him. But right? they, but they're going to go to the highest bidder or the the best scenario for them. That's, you know what I mean? So it could be anyone. It could be the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you know? that, that, that's possible. That's possible. Could it be a situation like we see in basketball all the time? And I know the difference between the NFL and the NBA is prevalent. We see that all the time. But if Stephon Diggs just refuses to go anywhere but Dallas or anywhere but a contender in some way, shape, or form, does that seem more of a possibility? Yeah, you don't want to send him someplace that is going to be a direct competition or a direct conflict to you. But then also – what good is a disgruntled wide receiver that does not yeah. want to be there? And yeah. Stefan Diggs, we already know, is comfortable with what Brandon likes to always say, getting uncomfortable. He did it in Minnesota. What happened when he was in Minnesota? He he stomped and, you know, sometimes threw tantrums and just made it very clear, you know, vocally also just like, look, I'm not getting the touches that I need here. I'm not producing here. This is a direct reflection of this organization and I don't want to be here. And ultimately got to Buffalo because of that. So if he does that again, what's to say that doesn't work in his favor a second time well, around? Well, yeah, and, and, and here's the deal. Like, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, surrounding Diggs uh, come February, March, right? New, year, new league year starts. There's going to be a lot of action, okay? And we'll see how he approaches the next few weeks. But let's let's be clear here. The Buffalo Bills are still in it. Where are they sitting at? Five and five? <laughs> Why do you make that? <laughs> they, they are, though. They they, are. They, they, mathematically, they are. they're still in it, right? So, like, they're sitting at five and five. They still have an opportunity, right? So, we'll see what happens, you know, if this firing of Ken Dorsey sparks the offense and get Josh Allen back on track. You know, they got to find they gotta find a way. What I would say uh, my final thoughts on Buffalo before we get to my my my, my man uh, 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 Russell Wilson. 
The window is closed. It's done. It's not done. It's done, bro. It's done. And here's why. Here's why it's done. The AFC, Ashley, you wasn't here. B, do you remember your your top four trusted quarterbacks in the AFC? Yeah. What, what, are, what are they? Who are they? So I went Mahomes, Burrow, then I went uh, CJ, yep. and Tua. And Tua. Now, who else could be honorable mentions around, you know, your top four, top five? Let's. We know Josh Allen is one of those guys, right? Lamar. But who else there? Lamar. Lamar. Uh, my guy, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, and then the guy in L.A. for the Chargers. Yeah, Herbert. Herbert. Bro, the AFC is stacked. These teams, most of these teams are in better position. You guys are fighting against each other. This window is done, bro. You think Joe Burrow's going to let Josh Allen creep in there? You think Lamar Jackson's going to let Josh Allen creep in there without a Stephon Diggs? Who you going to go? Who, who's going to go there? But my only pushback to you, like, I hear what you guys are saying, that mathematically the Bills are still in it, and I don't disagree with that. But when we talk about realistically, are the Bills actually still in it? Like, they, they're playing very sporadic. And yeah. at this point in the season, we're talking week 10 going on week 11, you need to start seeing consistency from the teams that are supposed to be contenders. All those little mistakes and those up and down plays and those up and down performances, that was for like October, September football. The fact that you lose a game against the Denver Broncos, the Broncos. because of 12 men on the field is asinine. That you're doing that almost close mm -hmm. to thing. Thanksgiving is next week. Right. And you always say that football starts November, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving specifically. You still look like a team that's fresh out of the preseason right. for a big chunk of this football season. So, yeah, mathematically you're still in it. But realistically, this is not a team to me that can make any type of noise, even if they get into the playoffs, because they're a liability on the things that they shouldn't be a liability on. And yeah. also, Josh Allen... It's interesting to me, if this was Lamar Jackson, he'd be getting ripped in the media. But all I have seen for Josh Allen are excuses on why he commits so many turnovers, why he's not having a mm -hmm. good season, why this, why that. It's him. It's a him thing. Like, And I hate the fact that you know other quarterbacks are held to other sins. And we can dive into this deeper. I'm not going to do that. But we all know how that goes sometimes. Right. If this was a different quarterback, if this was a Dak Prescott, if this was a Lamar Jackson – he would not be getting the grace and the justifications and the excuses that Josh Allen notoriously gets and has gotten all season. A lot of these games come down to he's not the quarterback that you are expecting Listen. him to be when he goes into these games. He's supposed to be better than how he's playing, and he's not. Mm -hmm. He looks bad, and I just don't. I get, again, I say all this to say mathematically you both are right. Realistically, this team's not going right, to do anything. Right, it, it Well, Josh Allen, um, if he remember, I said this in the in the Jets game, opening night, right? Aaron Rodgers goes down. Zach Wilson is inserted. You guys are supposed to win that game. Mm -hmm. He didn't. He looked bad. And remember, I was like, "Yo, his look at his body language and look into his eyes on the sideline." Like I never want to see a top five quarterback look that way. Ever. We never seen Tom Brady look like that. You never seen Peyton Manning look like personality. Big Bro, it doesn't matter. The same Bro, way. Think about any of any of the 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 best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Drew Brees. Let's go down the list. He's not gonna be he's never gonna you be. You never seen guy. him like this, bro. I'm tired of seeing Josh Allen sit on the sideline like this. How many times have we seen him like that 
you know, in the, in the, in the season. But I don't expect his ceiling to be that. I think his ceiling is Big Ben. Like, for him to reach his So that means he's going to win two Super Bowls. Right. Big, Big Win won two, right? Then he can win two. He can win two. In the AFC with Bur- Joe Burrow? You got to go through Joe Burrow, Lamar maybe, Jackson? Maybe he – I would have agreed with you if Mahomes? this were a few seasons ago. Ooh. But I feel like love Josh. I feel like Josh I Allen. I, I if this was a few seasons ago, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have pushed back on this because it, the jury still would have been out. But I feel like it's a jo- wrap. Tell him, I feel Ashley. like Josh Allen. I haven't seen the, sh- the 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 strides in Josh Allen that I expected to see based on how he looked when he first got in here. Now this is not to say he's still not a top ten quarterback. He is. I'm not going to say that he's not, but he hasn't. The fund That's debatable. The fund I don't think it's. I, I it's debatable you now. You can debate maybe where in the list he is, but I let's still go think through top it. 10. Let's yeah, go through it. He's out of the top ten. No, Bro, I'm talking about I just playing, haven't, playing, I haven't, the way he's been playing. I haven't seen that Big Ben or Drew Brees or I haven't seen that development in him yet. He's still just he's somewhere in this limbo where. He's like almost lost that moxie, that's that that pizzazz, that That's that's I, the I just, look. That's I what I mean. That's what that's just, that's what I'm talking about. Something's the look, not, it's not something's not clicking. It's, it's missing, it's not clicking. It's not that deep. And I know you want to get the rust, so this is my last thing. If Josh Allen can just stop turning the ball over. That's a big part of it right, though, people. Right. If he can just stop turning the ball over, I guarantee you they can run the table this year and make the playoffs. You're, I agree. Streaky and make a run in the playoffs. So That's a, how good he is. But you're asking someone he to... He is really good. You're, you're literally asking him to stop turning the ball over as if that's a flip of a switch. Like... Well, it's been so intri- it's been such a part of his game that it's it's not like it he can, just he just wake can, up can. tomorrow and say I'm going to stop ball, turning the ball, ball over. Ball, ball security is job security, yours and mine, right? So that's that's a saying, right? And everybody needs to understand that we we walk into the facility every single day, and that's the number one thing: protect the football, protect the football, protect the football. So he can get streaky, he can protect the ball, but Ashley, you are right. He's he's a gunslinger, right? He is he has a little bit of Brett Favre in him, right? He has a little bit of you know, Ben Roethlisberger, I, I, you know, I don't remember uh, Ben's numbers and, and how well he protected the ball, but he has that where he can throw a bone-headed pick. But the upside is so tremendous, and that's what B's saying. Like, you know, this dude can make any throw in the field. He can get extremely hot. We saw that when he went back and forth. Was it Joe Burrow? Yeah, move Was it him and Joe Burrow where they yeah. went back and it was like 40-something, 40-something? It was, it was a crazy game. Um, and two and a half of the turnovers wasn't his. First play of the game yeah, wasn't his fault. Yes, yes, when the that was the receiver. That was the receiver. Hands, That's right. Fault. Yeah, like, Gabe Davis. So that one you, went straight through Gabe Davis' hands, and now you off. see it on the stat sheet as two picks. Yeah. Yep. You handing the ball off, it get fumbled like – well, yeah, that's three I mean, turnovers. We right shall there. see, but I do think though that it's not as easy as just flipping a switch. I think that right now at this point, turnovers are so engraved in how he plays his game that it takes more. It's going to take more than just a week for him to change that. It's, it's just, just mindset. It's so, it's so deeply engraved in how he plays that it, it takes. It's going to take a lot of effort for him to completely change that aspect, and right. we shall see. But listen, from one quarterback to another. Hey. <laughs> not just say don't no 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 start over start over you're not just going to say quarterback you put some respect on his name I didn't Ashley even finish you can say fin- one quarterback to another well, you quarterback didn't let me finish the sentence. a great quarterback can you say great quarterback from one quarterback to the most winningest quarterback <laughs> yes, in football yes. Russell Wilson everybody <laughs> yes yes this is what we're talking about. This is why you never give up. And the same thing that got Russell Wilson through 
the fire through the mud, through the pain is what Josh Allen need to do. It's so hard when the world is at your head, when everybody's talking about you. It's so hard to lift yourself up every single day and look yourself in the mirror and say, I believe in me. I know nobody else believes in me. I don't even know if people in the building believe in Russell Wilson. But now we look up and he beat the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Brandon. Didn't you say Patrick Mahomes? Look, he can't even look at me. <laughs> you said Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. He has the it. Nobody is better than him. The Kansas City Chiefs might go back and in, 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 uh, back to back, but he beats them. He knocks them off. And then Josh Allen. I know this is why we shouldn't even start it with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills talk because it almost takes away from, you know, where the Denver Broncos are. Because going into this game, everybody was still high on the, the Buffalo Bills. Everybody was. You know, and it's going to take a little bit of, uh, 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 away from the Denver Broncos because they were like, oh, they just fired their guy. Are they really good? Josh Allen this. No, the Denver Broncos is here. Defensively, B, what happened? No, they were trash, and now defense is back balling, turning the ball legit. over, getting stops. They made him look bad, okay? And then Russell Wilson, he's just been efficient all year. He's the number two most efficient quarterback in the NFL, but nobody want to talk about that. I digress. Listen, I digress. Defense is playing well, but let's just stop there. Right. When you win a turnover margin, what, 4-0, 4-1? Like, the game isn't supposed to be – y'all should have lost that game still. Like, that was the ugliest win that you can possibly win and you over here ranting saying that the Broncos back Russell Wilson back do you really believe that offense that he's running this back the way he operated last night well I would say this first off B it's it pains me here you talk like that <laughs> you went into I don't even know what mode you just went in you played the game how dare you say oh it was an ugly win does it matter when we're in the locker room post game and we go home with our families and we're sitting there, we're drinking our wine or we're drinking our Hennessy or whatever, celebrating our victory. Does it matter if we won by three points or one point, if it was ugly or not, does it matter B? So that's one. And two, I agree with you on the offense. I feel that Russell Wilson is still playing a little bit conservative, right? If you go to his Instagram handle, I believe it's called, um, dangerous Wilson or something dangerous. I don't think he's playing dangerous right now. I think he's playing more complimentary football and not like letting it go. I want to see more opportunities to court. And I want to see more uh, uh, balls thrown down the field. So I agree with you on the offense, but doesn't that give them a, a better opportunity the second half of the season? If he gets going, really get going. Okay. Listen, what we talked about yesterday, if you ain't get going now, in week 10, it's probably not going to happen. And when you're talking about ugly wins, yeah, we saying we got a win. But defensively, we like, hey, yo, we got that win. Like, hey, D, we want another one, baby. We're going to have to win some more because we know we're not going to get that much from the offense. Like, you can't tell me that offense went. You don't trust the offense to go win another game. Like you're, I trust you're Russell Wilson. You heard Ashley when she corrected herself. The most winningest quarterback through 10 Ten years. That's more that. wins <laughs> and more clutch That's than not, Dan Marino, all, Tom Brady, all, Peyton Manning. All, that never came out of my mouth. I just said the most winningest quarterback. I never said a number, and I only said that because you made me redo the intro. <laughs> but but be on honest question. Um, I'm being honest. What do you mean honest no, question? Like, like no, you don't seriously. think I'm being honest yeah, about no, all the I, think, side. I think you're being. I think you're being optimistic, and I think you're being. You know, we all know that's your that's your bro. That's your bromance. I get it. But like realistically speaking, you win, a win is a win. Not taking that away from them, but you won because 
the bills are not that bright. You sound like Brandon. Hold on. Is that not a fact? That's true. What do you mean? It doesn't matter. I'm not saying it matters. I'm saying 12 men (laughs) on the field is a Bills issue, not the Broncos outplaying them issue. Is is that fair to say? Let me ask you this question. Is that that fair to say? Say it again because I wasn't listening. (laughs) 12 men on the field. Basically removing the Yeah, it's a Bills issue. Okay, so let's let's start there. All I'm saying with by saying that is again, a win is a win, it's in the column, it's there. But so I don't dis- think you can jump out of the window because of that. I don't think you can jump out of the window because uh, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs with an injured Travis Kelsey and a flu ridden Patrick Mahomes. Okay. They, there's been wins within the Broncos season, there have been wins that people thought weren't going to exist within the Broncos season, not taking that away. But I don't think you can jump all the way out the window and say, this is the beginning of a playoff run for the Denver Broncos. They're going all the way. Like I, I don't, Why not? because it's too many steps in between. And there's too many gaps in between the teams that are in that position and the Denver Broncos. The, the, the gap between contender and the Broncos is larger than what these two wins mean. That's all I'm saying. So um, I would agree, right? Like when you look at this situation, I think there's a few teams that may surprise us down the stretch, right? Like even if we And just, you think the Broncos are one? The the Broncos could potentially be but, one. No, no, not potential. Do you think they are one? We're, yes. we're approaching week yes. 11. Do yes. you think that they yes. are? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. I think they're I, – if I put a – if I had a bucket right here and I had to put – some teams in this bucket of teams that could potentially get on track and 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 sneak their way in, sneak their way into the in the postseason. The Broncos could be in there, right? Even the Buffalo Bills, right? We just crushed the Buffalo Bills. They fired their offensive coordinator. But B, you just said they could get streaky and they can make some noise in the postseason. So there's always teams that come out of nowhere. Last year was who? Last year was the Lions. Last year was the Jacksonville Jaguars. There was a, probably two more teams that came out of nowhere down the stretch, okay? I always remember, because I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan from Pittsburgh, 2005 Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. They were in the same position with the same record as the Broncos, okay? And then they went on this legendary run. Remember, that was the year they went to the Super Bowl and yeah. won the Super Bowl. But this is this is the so, and I'm not thing. saying. And, and let me be clear: I'm not saying that the Broncos will win a Super Bowl. I don't even think they're good enough to win a Super Bowl. Not this year. I'm, you know, I think they. You know, we got to see Russell get to like really dominating. I think that there's another there's another level that he can, you know, he can get to. But that's what I want to get to. Not to cut you off. That's it cool. don't look like Sean Payton trusts Russ like that, right? I don't feel like he's letting Russ go in that first he drive. Not when Russ they, cook. He ain't letting Russ cook in that first drive when they got that first turnover, first like first play of the game. It was like three straight runs That's in a right. row and That's just right. kicking the field going like, Russ, just don't blow it. Like, yeah. don't turn the ball over. It's like he's not opening up the playbook to Russ, I feel. And I don't feel like he trusts Russ fully. And if he don't trust Russ, but like, you know who trusts Russ? Gonna be well, you know, hold on real quick, real quick. Before you say he don't trust Russ, you know who trusts Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson? Is you? Me. Yes, me. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't even watch the end of the game. Brandon. I was so tired. I was I was drinking some glass of some some wine last night. I was unpacking the, uh you know all of my stuff. I moved into a house, right, a new house. So I'm unpacking all my stuff, and and I'm, I got tired. So third quarter comes around. I say I don't think I'm gonna make it. Went straight to bed. Sierra hit me. What's going on, sis? I turned the game off. What are you talking about? You turned the game off, sis. We good. That's what I told her. 
I said, sis, we good. I'm going, we going to bed. I don't care what, what it's going to look like. We, and she can fact check this, bro. Okay. We can, she can fact check this. That's how much I trust the Denver Broncos just, and Russell before Wilson. Before we, we move on to our guests, I have, what would you say? Defensively, the Broncos are phenomenal. Top 10, I believe, in the NFL currently, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not an issue. Overall, what would you say the two biggest issues of this football team are? The Denver Broncos? Mm -hmm. um, we just touched on it, right? Like, they and have. There's a reason I'm asking. So, okay. The two biggest for you. So, the two biggest challenges, I think that. Uh, the offensively, mm -hmm. right? They don't threaten me. Okay. And I and they have the pieces to do it. So non-threatening offense is one. That's right. And um, second, two, I would say, man, defense has turned it around. Mm -hmm. Pass pro. Okay. Pass pro. Pass pro needs to be better. You know, there's too much pressure on the quarterback. Okay. So with those two issues that they have, it approaching week eleven, and. Now, and you look at the other teams in the conference and you look at the other teams around the NFL right now, is there enough time for the Broncos to fish, fix those two major issues to do what you are saying that they are possible, they have the possibility of doing? So That's got, where me and B-Flow are disagreeing with you. We don't think that what they have done so far this season mm -hmm. is enough to override the biggest issues that they have within their offense right. to really make a run. That's our whole point. We're not taking away from how they've been able to turn around and how they've been able to, you know, take out, get wins out of, it seemed just like, um, you know, situations that were just not in their favor, but their fundamentals within the offense, I just don't think, we just don't think there's enough time for them to fix right. that, to compete with the teams that don't have those so, issues. So, so okay, I, I hear you guys. And, and, and look, and last point a, on this, because we have our special guest. So last a, point's yours. It's a, it, I don't know if he's ready. Check the yeah, tech. Yeah, he's ready. Oh, he's ready. Mm -hmm. I don't, <clears throat> it's a steep hill to climb for the Denver Broncos and other teams in this position. But there will be a team that climbs this hill, okay? We've seen it year after year after year. There's always one, at least one team that comes out of nowhere. Yes, week 10, week 11, week 11, hit their stride. And you're like, oh, wow. Again, it was the Lions last year. Again, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. The AFC is interesting. We know who the good teams are. We know who the teams that should be good, like the Buffalo Bills. But if you look at it, everyone has five losses, four losses, right? Then you got the AFC North, which is really interesting. You know, everyone's sitting with three losses except the Cincinnati Bengals with four. So there's going to be a team that turns it on and figures it out. And it can be the Denver Broncos. Why? Because you do have a and, – and look, if, if they can't, then we we gotta we gotta figure out the problems. You got Russell Wilson. You got uh, a Super Bowl winning uh, uh, head coach and Sean Payton, and you got your defense back on track. Last year they were top five. Okay. This year they started off at the end of the bottom of of, of the barrel, mm -hmm. and now they're working their way back there. So yes, I do believe that the Denver Broncos can go on a run. All right. Well, time will tell. We are uh, approaching Week Eleven of the NFL season, but now we have approached our yo rookie. Presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week segment. Well, first and foremost, we have to congratulate a little quarterback down in Houston, Texas. 
CJ Stroud, who was the rookie of the week last week um, and will probably continue to be a nominee each week for the rest of the season. Absolutely balling. Shout out to those guys down in Houston, Texas. He is our week nine winner. There you go. But now we're going to go ahead and move on to our week 10 nominees. So, BC, throw that up there on the screen. Let's run through these guys real quick. Who is out? Who is on our list? There we go. Well, CJ, here he is again. CJ <laughs> down in Houston, Texas, like I said, quarterback, threw for 356 yards and a touchdown in the Texans' Week 10 win. We have out of Detroit, Jameer Gibbs posted 112 scrimmage yards and two rushing TDs in the Lions' win. We have Bijan Robinson down in the ATL, had over 100 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown in Week 10. We have out of Green Bay, Jaden Reed caught five passes for 84 yards and a touchdown this week. We have out in Arizona, I don't want to mess up this name, BJ, how do you say this, B-Flow? Ajulari. Ajulari, okay, just making sure. Had eight tackles and two sacks in the Cardinals win. It was also the return of Kyler Murray in that game. And last but not least, out of uh, L.A., we have, I'm sorry, out of uh, Seattle, we have Devin Witherspoon had five tackles and a forced fumble in the Seahawks win. Very, very nice. Now, listen, I said that we had a special guest with us, and we have a special guest with us. So, everybody, welcome out of Green Bay. Packers wide receiver Jaden Reed is joining us. Welcome to the show, Jaden. How's it going? How's it Appreciate going? How are you? Good. What up, bro? How you feeling? Were, were, were you in a receiver segment room where you at yeah i'm in the receiver room we just got done watching a little film of the charges so uh okay. yeah I'm, okay. I'm here chilling in the receiver room right now okay can you can, can you like give us a little toro no we would love to see like the <laughs> yeah, receivers room we got, we got some new facilities in here so we got a new yeah uh, we got take, a new room yeah take us on a little tour but don't 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 get no don't, don't show the board now <laughs> <laughs> no sensitive information <laughs> We got the G right there, and then we got the receiver seats right here. Those are cozy. Cozy. Yeah, okay. we, got the rent. we always get our shots up when we can, you feel me? What, what do you so, mean y'all get y'all shots up? Are y'all competing well, in there? Usually every Friday, like, we'll compete. Everybody go up to the room. You know, if you if you make a shot, if you make a shot, you stay. If you miss, you out. So Where are you at? The last two weeks, I ain't... You feel me? I got to get back on my on my grind. So. so, so, so who who is who is the best basketball player in the receiver room? I'm gonna say me all day. I like <laughs> that. I'm not a shooter. I'm not what? a shooter. Brendan, you're I'm not a good basketball down. player if you're not a shooter. He could be a facilitator. I know you're not talking. I'm a, I'm a facilitator. There yeah. you go. He's <laughs> a facilitator. <laughs> You're not staying in front of me. I'm going to say it like that. You the point God? Is that what it is? Point God. I respect that. People like me need people like you on the court. Just get the rock to me and let me take (laughs) over. Oh, my gosh. Listen, speaking of people people needing each other, I mean, it is clear by the season you are having that you are Jordan Love's absolutely favorite target. Mm -hmm. I mean, everywhere you are on the field, he seems to find you, and the connection is just unreal, even – early in your tenure playing together. I mean, do you already feel like you are a wide receiver number one in this league? Uh, I'm not going to take it that far. I still got a lot of development to do with my game, man. I'm just here to, you know, take advantage of every opportunity I get. And uh, I give all credit to Jordan, you know, in the offseason before the season started. Uh, he got all the wideouts together. We went out to Cali. We all worked out, uh, built some chemistry, you know, on and off the field. So, uh, that definitely contributed to, you know, what's going on today and uh, how he's able to sh- distribute the ball. So, mm. 
So talk to me about, you know, the receivers that you looked up to. So who impressed you when you were young? Yeah. Go ahead. You. Don't really? gas I'm him. Chicago. I'm from <laughs> Chicago. I'm from Chicago. You, uh, Devin Hester. I'm also a returner, so uh, I really looked up to Devin Hester a lot. Steve Smith. Um, it's a lot of guys. Tyreek Hill today, you know, I, I, I watch him. I kind of try to model my game out to him. So, uh, but no lie, man, like, y'all the main guys that, you know, I really watched and looked up to being a kid from Chicago. Uh, so it was easy to, you know, make those decisions watching y'all. It just Well, Brandon, you went you went fifth round, right? No, fourth. Fourth? Okay. Yeah. And, and, I mean, you spoke about you know, never being satisfied. You were a receiver taken in the sixth round, I believe. So, I mean, does – that change your motivation and how you approach so me, I actually I went I went second round this year. I oh. didn't think I was gonna go that high. Okay. Um my grade was like a fifth, sixth round grade. Uh but I got taken way earlier than I thought I was. You were six taken. in the second round, right? Uh yes, I was a six pick. Six receiver taken. So are does are you motivated by that in any way, shape, Man, or form? I'm never satisfied, you know. Um I still feel like I got a lot to develop in my game. I haven't proven anything to anybody yet, in my opinion. And uh, I still got a lot to build on and still got a lot to do. You know, uh, I'm obviously not doing enough for us to win right now. So uh, I still got a lot to work on. We got a lot to work on as a team. So, so Jayden, Jordan is placing an all-time great at quarterback, right? And Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. he's been getting a little bit of criticism, a little bit of flack. Personally, I love him. I think he'll be fine. But out of your mouth, what can you yeah. tell everybody about your quarterback? Mm. Man, he a guy that don't blink. You know, he don't pay attention to the noise. You know, just like this today. We we just got done watching film with each other. Uh, we, we continue to do the same thing we do every week. Um, I think he really had a, a really good game last last game and uh it just then we didn't it didn't turn out well for us and uh he just continued to be a leader he, he gonna be here regardless no matter what nobody say about him and uh he attack every week with the right mindset and he the reason that you know i go out there i compete my tail off every week and uh everybody on this team is behind him so no matter no matter what nobody's saying outside this building what's going on in this building is all that matters so what makes him special bro you know, obviously you've had quarterbacks throw you the ball in high school, in college. Um, obviously you're a rookie, so this yeah. is your first, you know, crack at it. But from where you sit, what makes him special? Uh, just from my perspective, man, just he, he just cared. You could tell he cared. Just, you know, the little things, like I said, the offseason. He, he reached out to all the receivers and made sure we got work in. And, uh watching these films, watching, doing these meetings, stuff like that. Uh, he asked his receiver what we think, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what are we seeing on the field? So we can see it from the same eye view. Uh, just like, just little stuff like that, man. Just keeping us together and, you know, make sure we all on the same page. Cause at the end of the day, we the ones going out there and seeing all that stuff on the field. So just his yeah. mindset and his, um, the way he, he, he approached the game. Um, you are from the shy. We already we already discussed that. And yep. you played college ball in the Midwest, and now you're playing pro ball in the Midwest. We hear Brandon tell stories about, was it Appleton, Wisconsin? Yeah, Appleton. <laughs> I, mean, I ain't never been there, but I heard about it. What, what is it like playing and living in Wisconsin? I mean, it's got to be a little bit different than Chicago. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it, ain't, it ain't nothing out here. I, I love it, though, because you know what I'm saying? Like, you just lock in. 
You know what I'm saying? Do your job, go home, and, you know, wake up the next day and do it again. Uh, I think this is a real good place for uh, a young guy like me to start my career, just mm. to lock in on what I need to and, you know, just put the work in. You know, ain't nothing else to do here. <laughs> so that, that's what I love about it. And just being a kid from Chicago is definitely a lot different. So, Jordan, go ahead. So, Jordan, I know you mentioned that you watched B before you like you like the way he played the game. You yeah. being a rookie, what corners you seen while you was in college coming up now that you can face that you like, I want to play him? Like, one corner that you want to go out there, beat, go toe to toe with? Uh, man, that's a lot of great corners. I got a best friend. He just had a uh, game winning pick six, though. Greg Newsom, he also from Chicago. Mm. I want to okay. go one-on-one against him, and I want to tear him up. So, okay, uh, okay. You know, we just going to go at it. You know what I'm saying? He going to make plays, I'm going to make plays. And, you know, I just want to go out there and compete with my dog. It's funny that you said that uh, going to basketball, Kevin Durant, he tweeted something or said something after the Suns played the Lakers where he was like, one day people will realize that we compete harder against our friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? That's so a lot of talk there. Really quickly <clears> – <throat> So where are you guys, like, living? Where's the facility? Because I'm looking at the map of Wisconsin. I see Appleton here. Where are you guys? What's the name of the county? Uh, Ashwaubenon. What? Right by, <laughs> uh, look, I ain't never heard of it. But it's it? Green Bay and Ashwaubenon. Like, it's real close. Basically, it's like neck and neck. I'm and, looking there. I live in I live in a town called De Pere, and it's probably, like, 15 minutes away. So I drive about 15 minutes to get to the facility. So Right. I'm yeah. I'm I'm asking because I felt like that's where we would stay. It was Appleton, Wisconsin. That's where the Appleton. hotel Yeah, yeah. That's where usually all the away teams stay. That's about 30 minutes away. I want to say 25, 30. Sheesh. Oh. Well, uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Clark, How does it off. feel being from Chicago and now playing in Green Bay? Bro, that rivalry is serious. Yeah. It is. It, it's crazy. I ain't. I could. I would have. I wouldn't have thought in a million years that I, I would have been here. To be honest, and you know, I'm definitely thankful and blessed to be here. You know, what I'm saying. Uh, you know, the older you get, you know, the the more you stop being. You just you just watch football now. So like, I ain't really have a favorite team. Like going to college and stuff like that. I was just you know just a, a student of the game, and I just watched every game that was played. So. Uh, it's a blessing to live out my dream here in Green Bay, so I'm definitely highly grateful and thankful for it. Well, congratulations, bro. You, you've you been balling. The city is proud of you. You know, all of the fellow alum receivers is watching. You know, you find yourself on this board nominated for the NFL Rookie of the Week nominee. Um, it's a big deal. Take it all in. And if you ever need anything from me, hit me up, bro. No doubt. I appreciate it. I started working out. First place was uh, Fit Speed. So with my Why dog you ain't, Kofi. You ain't tell me that. Man, for sure. I, oh, I so, FaceTime, I think, one time, but it was way back. I was about maybe a sophomore junior high school, so it was way back then. Bro, yeah, that's know, what we were supposed Troy, to be I talking Troy about. Jones. I trained at House of Athlete before pre-draft. Troy Jones, I, I know all that. the guys. So Bro, did you know we never world. connected? Was I was I here when you came to train? You was in Tampa. You was in Tampa. I was at the one in uh Western. Oh, that's wow. That's where we're yeah. at today. Well, before we let you go, we've been asking all of our rookies to fill in the sentence. Well, I've been asking all of our rookies to fill in the sentence. So it's my rookie year will be what? Uh, 
that's a that's a good one. It will be um man, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to think about that one. Are you gonna text us? <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna I'm okay. I, absolutely, that's that's perfectly fine. Listen, Jaden, you know, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the bar right now. You know what I'm saying? We ain't doing too good right now. So yeah. it's like I'm more of a team guy. I don't want to put you know my personal goals out there. I mean, it, it ain't bad to do that, but you know, I want the team to win first before you know what I'm saying individually. Love Spoken that. like a vet. Well, listen, it's gonna be turned around. I like that. Okay, so, that's a good one. Jaden, thank you so much for joining us. And listen, first and foremost, we wish you a healthy remainder of your season and a successful remainder of your season. And we hope to speak to you again soon. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. Love, bro. Love, bro. Love. Much love. Listen, much love for Jordan for joining us on our segment. This has been Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week, a.k.a. Yo, Rookie. And this is just a reminder, if you want to vote for Jaden or any other of the Week 10 nominees, make sure you guys visit NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. That's NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. This has been Yo Rookie, presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar, NFL Rookie of the Week. All right, all right, all right. Listen. We are now going to uh, switch gears a little bit, and I'm back, so you know what that means. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, you guys didn't think we just because, you know, yesterday was Monday that we were going to skip the Cowboy talk, did you? Because we're not. You, where'd you I'm pick back. up this accent? That's, that's how he, that's how um, Jimmy Johnson used to say it. For real? How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Why doesn't he say it anymore? Because he's not. Oh, Jimmy, coach. I thought you said, oh, my bad. I thought you were talking about uh, uh, Jones. Uh, my no. bad. My bad. Oh. He used to say that? Yeah, in the locker room. He said, I just got one thing to say to y'all. How about them cowboys? That's where it came from. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're okay. and them were there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a famous video. You think y'all going to be saying that postseason? Hell yeah, we're going to be paying You think y'all going to be saying that in February? Hell yeah, we're going to be saying it in February. <laughs> Listen, for the second time this season, the Dallas Cowboys absolutely crushed their NFC rival, uh, the New Jersey football giants. And it was an absolute monster performance. Just one of the latest from wide receiver CeeDee Lamb. Three straight games for him with at least 10 receptions and 150 receiving yards. The only player in history to do that. Me? Just gonna go, the only player in history to do that. Oh, CeeDee Lamb. Oh, yeah, I sorry. Think so. Um, well, listen, Michael Parsons had some things to say about his teammate, and uh, check this out. Number 88, CeeDee Lamb, 11 reception, 151 yards, one touchdown. The first player in NFL history with three straight games with 10-plus receptions and 150-plus reception yards. He is, without a doubt, a number one receiver. I went up to CeeDee, and I was like, well, you know, A.J. Brown, he had six games straight over 125. After he had about 140 in the game, he said, you ever see somebody go for 150 three games in a row? I said, nope, I haven't. If I get my top three right now, who's playing at elite level right now? It has to be Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, and CeeDee Lamb. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Michael be spitting, huh? Ooh. Yeah, he do. I like. I got to tune into his show. He be spitting. Every Listen, week he got something special. Brandon, wide receiver to wide receiver. Obviously, CD's own teammate uh, may not 100% agree with him, but that's okay. Right. Um, how would you rate CD Lamb right now? Right now? Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead. Let's say there's, top, there's, let's say right. there's five mm. of the top receivers in the NFL right now. Yep. Where do you put CeeDee Lamb? I'm looking at Tyree Based on Kill. how he's been producing so far. That's right. So Tyreek Hill, let's go to the last few the last few games. 
They just played KC uh, over, was that Germany? He had 62 yards. The week before that, 112 yards. Week before that, eight, eight, you know, 88. And then beginning of October, 163, 181. Last three games, if we're going to look at that, the hottest receiver, mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb is one. C.D. Lamb is one, right? Like, obviously, Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver overall. But we're talking about who's hot right now. Who's hot? There's nobody hotter. Micah already went through it. We already went through it. So uh, that's what I'm going with. How you going, B-Flaw? I mean, whenever it's debatable, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so for me, I'll never go against Tyreek Hill just because what he brought all season. Like you said in these last three games, what he brought, Tyreek been doing that all season. Um, A.J. Brown been doing it for right. longer than these last couple of games. And it's not C.D. Lamb's fault. Like, he kept telling them, like, I'm not getting targeted. I don't even have a chance to get off. So, being that he wasn't targeted, it wasn't his fault because receivers are different than corners. Like, we can do our thing. We don't care what nobody else is doing for the most part. As long as we're getting a decent pass rush with y'all, y'all have to get the rock thrown right, to y'all right, to right, produce. Right. So, being that, you know, it wasn't his fault the first couple of games. It's, it's arguable. Like, you can argue it. It's debatable. So, I give him that. Like, he's doing his thing. You can't take nothing away from him. It, it, it's so interesting right now in the NFL, bro, there's so many elite wide receivers. And it really is about situation. It's about who's your quarterback. It's a, it's about, you know, who's your play caller. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb, like you just said, he goes out there – and he has to complain. He has to, whine, what we say, whine to get the rock. But he's showing you who he is, right? Like, why did it take for him to do all of that, to put put his put himself in his position, with, in turn, put the team in a better situation? And so it sucks. That's why we always look at receivers. When we look at receivers, we're like, oh, they're malcontent, selfish, this, diva. It ain't that. It's if, if we're not standing up for ourselves, and we're not saying, yo, we can help the team win. These offensive coordinators, these quarterbacks, man, they just stay in a box. They stay in a bubble. But this is what he was whining about. This is what yep. he, why he was malcontent. It's like, I can make this offense better. And he's been on a heater, bro. And I bet uh, Jerry Jones is uh, feeling just a little dumb right now. Because if you remember, um, you know, when CD came out and said this, whether directly or indirectly, um, when talking about lack of touches, you know, Jerry Jones came out and said, look, there's a lot of football to go around. We got to get everybody involved. You know, does CD deserve more touches? And he flat out said no. You know, you got to get the tight ends involved. You got the other wide receivers involved, you know, other things like that. But I think that, you know, when Amari Cooper was sent to Cleveland, it was always expected that CD Lamb was wide receiver number one. And there was a lot of conversation on whether or not he was ready to take on the wide receiver one responsibilities because Amari Cooper was absolutely fantastic. Um, but I think that, you know, my standpoint on that was you can't go ahead and make that assessment unless you put him in that position. And he really wasn't put in, put in the position to showcase whether he was wide receiver one up until these past few games. And I think that he has shown that for this Dallas Cowboys team, for this offense, he is more than capable See? of being wide receiver one. And now that he has given, been given the touches, given the responsibility, given the opportunity you see that he's ready, he's prime and ready That's for the right. position. That's right. B, I want to get your take on this real quick. Um, I think McCarthy doing a great job getting the ball in his hands, putting him at the number three spot when they have three receivers to one side. He's giving the ball on, re- on reverses, mm-hmm. right? Getting the ball in his hand. 
Do you think if McCarthy goes stagnant and CD has to be on the outside and just say beat this number mm -hmm. one top corner one on one, do you think he had the same kind of effect on the game? Like, is he that nice? Uh, yes, but then, it, you know, I can't put him in the top three or top five. When it comes to that 10. skill set. Yeah, like that's a that's a totally different ball game. That's when what I wanted just, to know. Yeah, it's a totally different ball game when you got to line up against the best of the best and you're just out there on that island. And it's not just you're going against the best quarter, corners. Being you know this, when you have a guy like C.D. Lamb out there and you know he can, you know, at any given moment he can make a big play, those safeties start cheating over. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, and so you're really you're really facing two guys when you're that guy on the island. But I don't think uh, Coach McCarthy's going to cool off. Yeah. And we talked about this. I think it was like two weeks ago. I was like, man, Coach McCarthy called his best game ever as a as a play caller. I felt, and then he followed it up again again last week. They're just so creative, man. He's doing a hell of a job, and I feel like he's hitting his stride these last couple weeks. So I don't see I don't see him cooling off. It's it's more so on Dak, like. Are you going to make those plays? Because the play caller can only do so much, but that got to be out there and get them in right situations. That got to be out there and put the ball in the right spots. So it's really going to be on them to see if they can keep this up. I like where Coach McCarthy's at right now, though. Well, listen, um, all eyes will continue to be on my Dallas Cowboys and also on their rival, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, who had a bye this week. Their next opponent is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, as we know, these two are in competition. These two are going back and forth, trading punches to go ahead and, um, you know, be the NFC East king. And there's never been a back-to-back -back division winner in the history of the NFC East. So uh, there's a lot on the line for the Eagles to break history. And there's a lot on the Cowboys to make sure that the Eagles are not able to break history. So we shall see. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online only at retoolyourschool.com vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool your school powered by purpose. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So we're going to go ahead and move on a little bit to some football. Well, some fashion in football, shall I say. Now, Brandon Marshall, B-Flow, you guys have, you know, had tunnel walks throughout your career. I started the tunnel walks. If you want to take that title, bro, I'm not going to argue with you about it. <laughs> I was just waiting to see if he had a If you want to go ahead a, and take um, it, it's cool. A pushback. You, you have any pushback hey, to that? Nah, nah, he want the title. Go ahead and take it. I ain't tripping. Seriously, like, I, man, I know we got to dive into this, but what I would start doing, I ain't. Let me stop. Like, I don't know who started this. You already started it now, bro. You might. Well I ain't started it, but I, 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 I like, uh, put structure around it. Right. And the reason why I say that, because nobody was really taking pictures, like jumping out your car and then going in the tunnel. Right. And so, like, I used to have the camera dudes like, yo, you, I'm pulling up right now. Meet me here. It's a thing now. This is part of the whole game day rituals for teams and organizations, et cetera, et cetera. And so I would have the teams do that. But then also when you jump off the bus, what we got in our hands, B? We got all of our bags. If we mm-hmm. coming from the hotel, you got a plastic bag <laughs> for the food that you're about to eat potentially when you get in the locker room, right? So I was like, man, this is trash. going to mess up the pictures. So I start having, like, the PR people and everybody else hold all my stuff and walk straight in. So I feel like, okay, I start putting structure around the tunnel walks. There we have it. History lesson. Well, Brandon listen, um, <laughs> another, history, another history lesson is Brandon says that he was one of the first athletes to wear pajamas. Um, in the tunnel. I remember you telling me that story. Well, practice and, and warm-ups. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so one of the first to do it. Well, you soldier boy him right D- now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're on, you on a roll, B. Word right. for word, bar for bar, flow for flow. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, uh, Deion Dawkins is your Drake because he showed up nearly naked for Monday Night Football. Um, Yeah. I love this. Pajama pants, no shirt. Um, This is fly. He win the week. He wins the week. Big boys are in. Look at him. I mean, is it a debate? I love what – go ahead, Ash. I know where no, you're you trying go to go. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I love, I love what guys are doing now, right? Especially, you know, uh, the big guys. They're coming in costumes. Uh, one dude walked in with a bat. Um, you know, now you got him taking off his shirt. This is amazing. He wins the week for me. He wins it. He could have threw on like three or four chains to accessorize it, go kind of rap a vibe. Right there to me, it just looked like he forgot his shirt, right? You got to you gotta put some shades on or something to accessorize uh, it. I you see feel what me? you're saying. Like you got to do one more thing up top to accessorize it. The then sh- he would have been, you know what I'm saying? Yo, the shades. The shades would have been. And the chain would have took it to a Come whole on. nother level. It would have been elite. I, um, you wouldn't have been able to touch it. So maybe maybe we clip this and we send it tomorrow. I think I have a cell number. Maybe I'm we hit a, him up. I'm not a fan. Maybe we hit him up and we and we tell him like, Yo, do it again. Been fly. But but yeah. he can do it again. This could be his thing. Yeah, this could be his thing. I think he should continue it because he can't compete with Stephon Diggs and the OBJs and the Kyler Murrays walking in to to stadiums. Like if you want to be on the top five, you want people to continue to talk about you. Keep your shirt off. Yeah, Add the shirt. I'm not a fan. What? I'm not a fan. Why? What was wrong with it? I just it's just not. I'm just not a fan. Like, I just don't, like, 
put put a shirt on. Like, what are we doing? It's fashion. It's a statement. It would have been different if, like, okay, you see how he is in the bottom uh, of the the headline on the bottom right. right here, right? The lower third where he has like a blazer on and his shirt is off underneath it. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's cool with the chains or whatever. But like, it looks like he's like rolling out of bed to go like brush his teeth in the morning. Is like, it because it's he's not, an old lineman? It's nothing to do with his body type. It's just, I'm it's just not. <laughs> if you did it, I'd be like, put a shirt on. Nah, it's just not. Like, it's, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. No. I just feel like it's just not I don't know. Like he could have he could have jazzed that up a little bit. If that if you wanted to go shirtless, I feel like he could have jazzed it up a little bit, maybe I put like a blazer. It. Maybe if it was like a matching tracksuit type of vibe and he wanted the cozy vibes and he had like um a blazer like the jacket on top. Oh look at Brandon! Oh y'all found that how the he, heck y'all he started everything. I've never what? Brady and had I've on never, Broncos PJs? And I've never seen that shot on the left, the overhead shot. That's fire. Where'd y'all find that? Thank Question, you. why were you wearing Broncos PJs versus mm. just um So what had yeah, happened, yeah. what had happened was, you know, I'm you know, yeah, I'm always the first. You oh feel God. me? You don't know, believe it. Now. Boy. <laughs> he said, I believe <laughs> it now. So we get to the stadium and I forgot my warm-ups. Okay, this is game day. I forget my warm-ups. So I hustle. And I go into the team store, all right? And all they had was uh, pajama pants. So I put them on, and I warmed up pregame in pajama pants. Jay Cutler, Coach Shanahan, the Champ Baileys of the world, they looked at me as like, yo, what are you doing? And I was like, hey, man, I, my bad, I just forgot. But then I enjoyed it so much, and it stood out that I continued it. Uh -huh. So not only on game day, but I did it in practice, like, that's what I practice in if we didn't go full full pad. So that's what I practice in, and it was a thing. Even to a point where, you know, if I was a, a savvier back then, more of an entrepreneur, uh -huh. had that. Well, I was always an entrepreneur, but more like, you know, savvier on the branding side, I would have actually went full speed ahead on the pajama uh, uh, deal. Like, I, I dropped the ball there. So, B, you mean to tell me the equipment manager ain't have one pair of yeah, extra like, sweats, like for the game, not one. No, I was looking for a specific cut. Remember back then, and even these are baggy. This was probably, what, 2007, 2008? Bro, like we was wearing everything baggy. And so, like, I was looking for a particular cut. And so that's why I didn't wear the team issue stuff because I had them cut something But, like, for, me. for practice, did it really need to be a particular <laughs> cut? It's not a game. Like, what you're wearing pajama bottoms. It's not yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, what would what would have been wrong with the cut that they had available? Well, the well, well, the cut, the team issue stuff, it was baggy. They didn't fit right. So I had them customize what I wanted, what I wore in practice, and that's what I left behind. Mm -hmm. And so, boom, I tried to find that, and I – you know, I tried to find that in the team store. They didn't have it. And so I saw those and I got them. And it just turned into this thing um, to the point. I think when Josh Mc see Josh McDaniels comes back into the store. <laughs> Josh, McTank Josh McDaniels comes, bro. I've been doing it. I was doing this for three years, I felt like. Three years doing this. Coach Shanahan didn't care about it. All right? The owner, Mr. B, didn't care. Josh McDaniels come in. He says, we won't be wearing those. And I should have, I should have, I should have wore them anyway. I don't know why I gave in. I was like, all right, coach, no problem. So that's another Josh McDaniel moment. How he made well, me listen, mad. From uh, Brandon's photos to my photos, I'm going to share some pictures from my vacation from Belize with you guys right now before we dive into some more football. So Andrew, let's go ahead and tee up. What do we got here? I don't know what order this is in, so I'm let's just going to be winging it with y'all. Um, roll. Here we go. Okay, oh. so. 
This is a sunset from the villa. Absolutely beautiful. This is how the sunsets looked okay. uh, normally. This are These are the frozen margaritas I was downing like it was mm -hmm. going out of style. I mean, yeah. I probably was having like, I don't know, like 12 of these. Did a day. you get drunk? It was kind of lit. It may or may not have been intoxicated. Um, yeah, I was downing these like they were going I've out of business. Ashley intoxicated so. before. She's obnoxious. No, wait, time out. Yes, no, I am you are. not. The fanatics party. I wasn't obnoxious. You weren't obnoxious. Like, I'm, you I'm were a, rowdy. You were fun. Like you're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you fun, Ron? That's yeah, like she's so what? cool and calm. Yeah, like, when I yeah I get like a little bit more extroverted. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, normal, I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I'm too. More like calm, cool, like chilling in the corner. Like when I'm like, but then a couple in, I'm like, let's turn. Like yeah, who is this? I was like, who is this person. It makes my alter ego come out. Yeah, it makes my alter ego come out. And right. then, like, the next day, I'm like, yeah, so, like, what happened last night? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay. All right, let's see what else that we got here. Roll it, roll it, roll it. Okay, so, look, that's vacation me, but this What's picture, this face that you're giving? It's just... This is, you wouldn't know. This is model vibes. You know <laughs> um, these two young women were two of the women who were part of the high school that we did the basketball camp with. So this was really cool. This is actually the court. So the court is insane. There's so much sand on it that it's so slippery. So it's insane how they don't fall. Like you would think you see NBA players right. and a little bit of water on the court. They slip. Imagine that the entire court, like it's covered in sand. And the crazy thing about this on the whole entire island, this is the only basketball court in existence. Wow, so wow. whenever there's a game or whenever, you know, there's, you know, practices, they have to do a schedule. They have to create a schedule where everybody can go ahead and um, use the court. So it was just insane to see how other, you know, places, you know, approach basketball and what basketball looks like on their islands. And the, the bleachers are on the side underneath like this tin roof. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like indoor outdoor, but it's an it was very very cool experience being able to um, you know expand basketball the horizons of basketball something that's changed my life in so many ways to this island and they were so grateful to um, just have us there and they asked us questions about our careers and you know how, what's it like being a woman in sports and I love the fact that of all the people who wanted to play it was probably 85% girls there. Oh, nice. So I absolutely love that. So that was cool. What else we got, Andrew? These are all oh, my vacation my looks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is what we could. I was like, <laughs> pictures, I was like, no. These are all my looks. I like to do color when I'm oh. on vacation. Normally, I'm in black and white in the States. These are my vacation looks. So green, pink, white. Depends on the day. Depends on the vibe. Um, I actually was able to pack all this in a carry-on, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, master, I'm yeah. a master packer. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm a master packer. What did your dad say about these outfits? Nothing. My dad's been on vacation with me. He knows how I get down. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wearing these outfits with Yes, I would. I would wear these with my parents. I'm, in a, I'm on an island somewhere. I'm not walking around Jeff, the, uh, the design district Jeff, like this. Jeff, Patty, I know you guys are probably in it, maybe in the chat. <laughs> Do you guys sign off on uh, these outfits? Yes. My mom, listen. The my pink mom one, fine. I... The pink one, fine. But this green and white. What do white... you mean? I'm on vacation. Oh my god. What do you want me to wear? Oh my god. A turtleneck? Something. She's on vacation. Something. Beefo knows. Beefo knows. Let her be on vacation. I'm not complaining about the She said, What do you want me to wear? Something? <laughs> I am wearing clothes. Are I these agree. not clothes? Continue to wear them, man. Thank you, Beefo. All right, let's keep it moving. What else do we got here? We have, we have, I don't know if we had any videos, but there were some cool videos of the sharks and um, the island when you're kind of um, you know flying from the mainland. To, here we go. These are the sharks. Oh, Look how dope. cute. Brandon, would you go in there and swim? Hey, I, I know these are the nerk. What is it? Nurse sharks. Nurk sharks. Yes. Nurk sharks. Um, I know they don't bite, but, but no. no. Where no, what about I'm you, Beefo? Are you going in there? 
I don't do the water. No, <laughs> <laughs> do you not? You so can't swim, funny. or I, I can pool swim. Like I can swim to a wall, but I can't be in the ocean and tread water. Yeah, you know. But what how saying? do you how do you swim in a pool then? Swim to the wall. <laughs> Like, but if you can swim in a pool side to side, you should be able to swim. I in. can't tread water. That's two totally different things. So how uh, are you? Oh, like you yeah. can't just stay yeah. Afloat. I can't just stay afloat. Like you could and swim, just, yeah, I can but then swim. you gotta stop. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. it's there very, very, it's very, very easy. Hey, yo, we gotta I'll, teach people how to swim. We, I, I was in the, Me- I was in the Mediterranean. Um, I don't even know where we, we were in the Mediterranean. It was me, Rudy, Gay, and our families together, mm-hmm. and we had the yacht out for the day, and so. There was this one little spot where you can go take some, be- not beautiful pictures, but it's like a dope little beach or something. But you had to, tr- you had to swim over there, bro. The water was so crazy. We all almost drowned. It was crazy swimming from the boat, and it wasn't. It didn't seem that far, bro. I was like floating on my back for about <laughs> ten minutes, like, yo, I'm about to drown. This is not good. But uh, you gotta be careful with that water, Ashley. Why? Not, what do you mean? Like if. It's dangerous. I'm I listen. Fish. I've, I've jumped. Waves? In, I've told this story before. Like when I went to Benami, we had parked the boat, docked the boat rather in the middle of the ocean, and the beach was probably like from here to like the front of the facility. Yeah. I swam there. So that's about. Mm, I don't know. Maybe somebody in the chat can I help us there. out, or somebody like, listening I, on SiriusXM. That's about twenty thousand square feet. Yeah, like from 10, here to the front. I swear, from here to the like, I I I'll swim. I'll just lay in the ocean like backwards. Like yeah, I'll swim. Like I love I'm being that. in the water. Like You're I, wild. it's absolutely one of my. I don't favorites. even want no fish touching my feet, let alone a shark. <laughs> what kind of? What do you do on vacation? Just look at the ocean. Yep. That's insane. <laughs> Get to my waist. That's it. <laughs> Go oh to my, my waist. God. That's all you it. need. That's it. Um, <laughs> somebody asked me Belize versus Jamaica. Which one is number one? Um, for me, still Jamaica. That's Jamaica has such a special place in my heart. I've been four times now. And I try to go to a different area each time. But uh, Jamaica's my favorite spot. I'm actually probably going to go again this summer. I just try to go really, really as many times as I can. It's a beautiful country. Um, All right, let's dive into some more sports, guys. Someone says I'm a water Pokemon for sure. I'm definitely like Squigglypuff or something like that. Oh, my goodness. No, Squirtle. I'd be Squirtle. Squirter. Squirt. No, no, Squirtle. 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 Sorry. (laughs) I can't. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> how, you, how you say it? It's Squirtle. Squirtle. How you say it? Bro, that don't say. That, yeah. Yo. Hey, yo. I'm glad we're on YouTube. <laughs> v. What you think of me? Squirtle. Say it, V. I don't, I don't even know the name of it. Say like, it. What, what it? It's squirtle. Squirrel. Squirtle. Squirtle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squirtle. Yeah, yo. Squirtle. Okay, hold on. Wait. You didn't hear what he said? No, what he said. Bruh, what he said? Bruh. Here, this is, what, this is what he said. Oh. <laughs> but it don't sound like that's what it sounded like. I'm like, yo. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Oh, we're going to switch gears <laughs> here. And um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> we're going to talk Kobe and LeBron. <laughs> uh, 
Um, listen, former NBA player Shane Battier <laughs> was asked about the hardest player to guard during his NBA career. And we're always talking about Michael Jordan, the comparisons of Kobe to Jordan or LeBron to Jordan and the, tr the combination of the three of them, the trifecta, if you will. Well, listen, Sean Battier had this to say. It wasn't actually MJ that was one of the toughest to guard. It was between Kobe and LeBron. And his answer is? Toughest I ever had to guard were... Kobe, LeBron, KD. Okay. And and Kobe because he was, I was about to me say mentally, why. mentally. I mean, like, like I caught LeBron before he could shoot, right? Like he got to Miami and learned to shoot. Like before he just put his head down and just try to run you over. That's so like it. if he got a step, it's over. He can't do nothing about it, right? Yeah. He's, when he gets downhill and transition, he's the greatest transition player of all time, yes. right? Um, so, you know, I caught him before he really could shoot. So I, you'd gap him and yeah. you, you could bait him into those, mm -hmm. those, those long, you know, long bronze bron fadeaway yeah. jumpers, yeah. you know, yeah, I think he's a much better shooter now, uh, but, yeah. but Kobe just mentally, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with this. Um, my list would actually go Kobe, Katie, probably Braun would be third. You also got to put like Luca in the conversation. He's, he's, yeah, yeah Luca's. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm with um, you. I'm with you. Yeah. But I think that Kobe, his bag was so deep. You know, Kobe was an interesting player because he had a combination of, he reminds me a lot of Kyrie, who's another person I would put on that list because Kyrie, much like Kobe, has so many different aspects of his game. It's not just the American game. You know, if you watch Kyrie play close enough and you're familiar with the different types of NBA mm -hmm. or basketball styles, um, you know, Kyrie, Kobe, they had the American game. They had a little bit of the European game in their bag. They also had street ball in their bag. You know, I have to remember that Kyrie grew up playing that, uh, you know, in that tri-state area. He's from Jersey. So he had the front and center look to street ball, you know, West 4th, Rucker Park, Dykeman, places like that. Kobe famously played at the Rucker, and he would go there in the off seasons and just support or play pickup games. So their bag, his bag was so deep. KD is just one of those players that, like, you know, how do you guard an almost seven-foot ball player who can shoot from anywhere on the court? There's so not a, there's not a position. First, though? Because I feel you got, you, it's like you. No, like I feel K like Kobe's bag was a little bit sexier sometimes I than agree. KD's. It's a, he, you know, because he was smaller, he had more of a finesse to his game. KD's because he's so tall and lanky. There's not the same type of vibe to his game, but he's and, so hard to guard because he can shoot from anywhere. And yeah. Shane mentioned it too. He said his mentality, mm -hmm. like when you see right. when you see Braun in the U. I mean, not Braun. When you see Jordan in the USA game. He was just like, yo, or the All-Star game, I'm sorry. He was like, hey, when the ball get in Kobe's hands, he ain't passing it. Like, Kobe was trying to kill you <laughs> on that court every play. KD is kind of like, the game come to me, I'll take over. But right. every possession, Kobe was like, yo, I give you But what does that mean me. when he says mentally? Like, we know Mamba mentality, but how does that show up when you're a because defender? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he, he – it's like – He's it, playing chess with me. He gave yeah. me this look. And then he, like, what does, I wish he would have It's very similar to if that. you watch The Last Dance and people, the way they speak about Jordan was, <clears throat> Jordan, even pregame, was already getting in your head. Mm -hmm. Like, he would mention things that happened maybe the night before or the last game. Or, you know, Carmelo spoke about this one time. I think it was with Jordan or maybe it was with Kobe. I think it was actually with Kobe he mentioned this. Mm -hmm. He you know, Kobe was trash talking him in pregame, getting inside his head mm -hmm. already. That when the game actually started, the animosity and the tension was already there, mm -hmm. and that was a lot of 
Kobe's mentality was that he got you before the game, before the jump ball even happened, so that it took you off whatever vibe you came into the game with, whatever See, flow you came into the game with. He completely just dismantled that I, mentally before he did it physically. I feel, uh, yeah, and, and I feel, but for me, I put KD first because he's, he's a seven-footer, right? Like, I feel like KD is the only person that can stop KD. No, you can stop KD. We saw that in the, the Celtics series. Yeah, you, know, they, you can defend they, KD. They, no, they, they, how did they stop him, though? He was cold. KD was cold. They gave him problems now, but KD was cold. Like, when KD get cold, KD get cold. And that's why I say that. Like, he can – his bag isn't as deep as uh, Kobe's, like you said it. You said it. You hit it on the head, like, smooth. He made it look good the way Kobe did it. But, bro, there's not, there's not a place on the court that KD – can't dominate. Of course, I agree with that. But the same that. thing is, and, and, and it's too. like you, you're in his face, but she's still gonna he had make more it. Finesse to his game, I feel like. Yeah, also, if you if you smaller. remember, like young Kobe, he used to finish at the basket. He used to back you down, post you up, hit the tray ball, hit the mid range. Like that's so many different. Like I said, like his bag was crazy. You know, Imagine you a defender and you getting all of that. Right. You know who else was also really, really, really hard to guard? Um, that I put on that list. This guy right behind me. Mello. Yeah, Mello was, was a yeah. Carmelo was a beast. I mean, Carmelo's another player who had just a, a finesse and still, do, I mean, you, he still has it. It's actually a travesty. He's not in the league, but I digress. Um, he just, he has this finesse, like this pizzazz to his game. That's just, it's like watching poetry in motion a lot of the times. It's the same way I feel about Kyrie. Like yeah. Kyrie is special. I would say he's the most Kobe adjacent in terms of the depth of his bag because he's like a poet on the court. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not... There's there's really nothing he can't do with that basketball. It's like Joker it's, it's too. It's insane. Joker's another one, you know, that active right now. That you know, you go back to the postseason. It's like Joker's another guy that you can not throw in this list of the top three. Obviously, you know, we're getting, you know, off track here a little bit. But Joker, he feels unstoppable a lot of times. If it, the game's on the line and you could only have one player taking the final shot, are you Kobe. taking Kobe or are you taking Braun? That's not even a debate. I'm taking Kobe. Okay. Is that a debate? Some people would say Braun, so that's what I'm asking. Would you take Kobe or you take Braun? Kobe. Kobe. I can't even trust, not not a knock to Braun. He's such a great basketball player, I can't even trust that he's going to take the last shot. If he, gets, if he gets to the lane and there's two people that come down on him, he's going to kick it over to the open guy. That's right. Like, at least I know Kobe, he's going to shoot it over two or three mm -hmm. people because he's going to feel like he's the best player on the court. Right. Yeah, there's something about, man, he's like, there's – what, what do we say, B? It's like uh, great players make big plays and big moments. What, what do we say? What is that saying? Like big, big players big, big make time big time players plays make... and big time games. Yeah, there's just when that there there really is a clutch gene. There's something that turns on in your head, you know, uh, in those moments. And I, I don't know for you, but like in like two minute drives, mm -hmm. two minute drills, and key moments in the game like I literally would like try to activate robot. something yeah I would like for me it was it was like all right the game is on the line right now I'm willing to go through whatever mm -hmm. to catch this ball like you know going across the middle if I got to get hit by Troy Palomalu Ray Lewis is coming uh uh pause Joe uh Joey Porter might come you know pause um you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, okay. Um, I'm just saying. I, and I also say I say Kobe too because Kobe mastered my favorite just shot in basketball, and that's just the mid range shot. You know, I know people love a three pointer because it's you know it's sexy, it's glamorous, and then you know you have layups and things like that. You master the mid range game; mm -hmm. it takes your game to levels that like you could only imagine, and it's just such a 
it's such a skillful shot to be able to exist in the mid range. That's why Devin Booker gets yeah, all those, thank you. Gets thank all those you. Kobe yes. comparisons. He's also somebody who can just like flourish in the best mid-range. in the league. I absolutely love somebody who I love a player who the mid range game is like they've mastered that. It's such a it's such a beautiful a beautiful aspect to the you game. You know what? Truly. Not to get off track. I just think Braun is more of a European style basketball player. Now Brian would let's mm. just say Brian would have got drafted to San Antonio, right? We would have seen a whole different LeBron. He would have won maybe eight to ten rings by now, right? Because he would have called the end of Duncan. He would have still had a point guard on Tony Parker. When he drives, he can hit the shot. The Spurs always had, even if there's guys off the bench like Patty Mills coming, like uh-huh. everybody's going to be able to hit. So you wouldn't have even thought of him passing up the open shot. Yo, that would have been, been insane. Why would you do that? That's a whole nother. Yeah, you been definitely the most got us off track. Superstar. Could you imagine uh, uh, LeBron James been nuts on that and Spurs Pop team? together? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a possibility, wasn't it, was it when he made the decision? No, not coming out but when he made a decision oh, to go take his talents to south beach yeah they like say, we thought we, I mean, we don't know but that was the rumor so but listen we're gonna uh we'll talk more basketball probably tomorrow there's a lot of good games on the slate um tonight so make sure you check that out especially with no nfl going down there's a lot of good basketball that's gonna be played tonight um but we're gonna move on now back to football and uh, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns were able to go ahead and pull one out yesterday. Now, the team is quick is quietly sneaking under the radar. They are 6-3 and three and arguably ha- may have the best defense in football, depending on who you ask. Now, Deshaun Watson, um, however, is getting an MRI after injuring his ankle on Sunday. It's been injury after injury for this quarterback in some way, shape, or form, and it's been very unfortunate to watch after, you know, all the hype surrounding him arriving in Cleveland and the expectations that the fans had, the franchise had for QB1 um, once he got to Cleveland. It just seems that whatever can go wrong is going wrong, despite, you know, the team's winning, the team's performance. Their quarterback is the biggest question mark, I feel like, this season. Beeflow, I mean... Another potential injury for Watson. Hopefully it doesn't keep him out. There's a possibility that it might. An ankle situation. Last time it was the rotator cuff. It's just been one thing after another. Can you see Watson and the Browns making some noise in the AFC and then also in the playoffs with Watson just being a question mark constantly? I don't I don't see him being um, making no noise and making a deep playoff run just because like we mentioned yesterday, he's in and out the lineup. Mm-hmm. This team and this offense can't get in a flow and have any type of chemistry when your quarterback is switching week in, week out. And the concerning thing, if I'm a Browns fan, if you've seen when he got hurt, like a routine tackle. It was like on the sideline, like the guy just right. barely twisted him. And it's like, yo, you can't be injured that much. And then that little – I know everything on the field, it looks lightweight and it looked like it might not injure us, but we can't help it. And sometimes it does injure right. us, but it's just like, come on, bro. Like you- we need you to – Right. And on top of that, Brian, I mean, the yeah. AFC North The AFC North is loaded. This mm-hmm. is not a weak division by any means. The AFC in general, this is not a weak conference mm-hmm. by any means. And when your question mark, your biggest question mark is your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about just any quarterback. We're mm-hmm. talking about Deshaun Watson when he's at his best. One hell of a QB. Mm-hmm. I think we can all say that. But when that is your question mark, how far can this team yeah. actually go in spite of him? Yeah, well, great question. And I disagree with you, uh, B. I think that um, they can get on track and they can make noise. It's so funny because we – think about when we were in the league, we never thought about – when we thought about the Cleveland Browns, or well, you didn't see anything good. Let's be clear there. But we definitely didn't think about them as a defensive team, Right. 
their defense is playing ball, bro. And so uh, when you think about Deshaun and what he can do when he's healthy, it gives you a lot of hope. Here's what I saw watching the last uh, game, right? I saw him. It's almost like Dak Prescott in the Philly game. If you go back and watch Dak Prescott in the Philly game, what did we see? We saw him take off and run more, do more, gave more effort because it was like got to have it moment. I feel like in his mind right now, he's playing ball like that. Bro, bro was making plays. He was terrible in the first half, though. But I'm talking about his effort, like scrambling, taking hits. So I say all that to say well, that. Well, that's never been an issue for him, though. Well, he what I, what I say all that to say that he's probably now going to be like, all right, look, we're in a good position right here sitting at six and three. Maybe I don't need to do as much. I don't need to give as much effort. I don't need to take those extra hits because you guys are right. He's He's been – I wouldn't call him fragile, but he's dealt with a lot of injuries going back to college, right? So I think he might be in a position right now where he's like, we're in a good position right now. You know, he's trying to – bro, you look at it, his, his statistics, he's not great. So w- what I'm seeing is a player fighting his ass off trying to get it going. But you can't put yourself in those type of situations where you're taking those extra hits, getting outside the pocket, scrambling, you know, not getting down. So I think they can get back on track, and I think he'll play smarter. I mean, we're talking about a quarterback, to your point, that has had two ACLs, I believe, both in the same knee. Mm-hmm. Um, rotator cuff, now an ankle situation. We also know that he's you know, had time away from the game, so that was a situation. It does look like he's bulked up since his days in Houston. Don't know if that's a pro or a con in terms of – injuries and if that has any bearing on injuries it does look like he's heavier not fat wise muscle wise but as you always say you don't want your quarterback too big um i i, I i'm sorry ashley i and i ain't trying to offend nobody and disrespect nobody okay so i want to be clear here b how many massages did you get a week or how did you get massages twice a week twice a week we know this is a like I'm saying like that that's a big deal. So I don't even know his routine around massages anymore. Maybe that's the problem. He, he's he's getting them within the Browns organization. How do they? That was it's, public. It's part of I believe the the stipulation with okay. the NFL. He can only get from the facility, not outside. Right. So he is getting treatments for it. Okay, because I'm just saying because it just hit me no, 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 thinking about like question, injuries. No, 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 getting, getting, massages was critical. Part, I needed one every he's, day. He's getting treatments. Part of the uh, agreement with the NFL is okay. that he can only receive treatment, I believe, from you know the team. Whatever they're so called. So it's like supervised. So it's like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm not. I'm just saying, though, that's a big deal when you think about injuries. Ashley, did I. Should I just stop? I just. Yeah. That. I don't understand the correlation. <laughs> well, because. He's getting treatment. No, because <laughs> the reason why I said that is because I, I didn't know his routine. Yeah, so you talk about injuries, you know, soft tissue and like just making sure that your, your tissue is healthy and smooth is mm-hmm. a big deal. And so if that was disrupted. No, it's not disrupted. He's but what, still, what, what would you do? Okay, what would good. you do if you're the uh, Stefanski? Would you sit him for like two weeks and have Walker come in? Because Walker been playing solid. Yeah. Would you have him hobbling, trying to get all the way to the playoffs, and he's never healthy for the remainder of the year? It depends. Like, we don't know the extent, right? Like, there's been so many times we've gotten you, – you know this. How many images have you gotten, X-ray or, or – or, uh, uh, scans and you still play That's right true, so, but after this injury he looked like he didn't want to walk he just kept looking at the ground like yo yeah i don't know if i can put pressure on this thing like it's it's gonna bother it him. also so, is, it also is a possibility i mean brandon you you spoke about this um you've spoken about this before it could be partly i mean 
Remember, no, not the massages. It could be (laughs) partly, I mean, think about it. Uh, The amount of time he spent away from the game. Uh There was a lot of talk about this contract. Did he deserve it? Should he have gotten it? Um, You know, he's not, the showing of Deshaun Watson hasn't been the Houston Texans Deshaun Watson. It was the lasting memory everybody had of him, right? right? When he was in Houston, it was the second coming of Cam Newton. That was, was, Mm -hmm. you know, he was the prodigy, you know, the next big, you know, greatest black quarterback in the Mm -hmm. NFL, you know, the future face of the franchise. A lot has happened since then. Patrick Mahomes has his run. Now he's the face. And then Jalen Hurts comes out. And then you have, you know, Lamar Jackson is cooking. And Dak has his moments where he's cooking. And Deshaun Watson, once the golden child, has not been able to regain that for a multitude of reasons. Now it's injury after injury. And his showings aren't great. I mean, mind, body, spirit all connected. And it seems like a lot of the times he looks one lost and two looks defeated. And when you speak about the ankle situation, it's just when it's one thing after another, and we spoke about this when we were talking about Jamal Adams, what that does to you and how you can't get back to what people remember you as, it takes a toll on you. And that's what it looks like. It looks like it's just one thing after another and he can't seem to catch a break. And every time he does, something happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what it looks like to me. And it's going to be interesting how he's able to overcome and combat that because he doesn't look good and right. his body doesn't look good, not physically, but in terms of injuries from the smallest of things to the biggest of things. And it it's unfortunate to watch because mm-hmm. you're almost watching a, not a derailing, but you're watching him regress mm-hmm. almost in real time. Well, I think this is the hardest part of the game is like, it's, it's I would say for some of us, it's easy for some of us to get there. But it's, or I would say it this way, it's hard to get there, but even harder to stay, right? Because you deal with so much, right? Like, that's why I was saying with Russell Wilson, obviously you guys know I love Russ and we have a relationship, um, you know, and it, but like you, you see, like he's dealing with some real things as a quarterback. And so how do you stay, how do you keep your confidence? How do you continue to put? Try to perform at a high level when you have the weight of the – it feels like the weight of the world on your shoulder, right? Because, bro, like seeing your name on ESPN, whether like people like saying talking about your performance or you did something uh, bone-headed off the field, it's – I can't even describe that feeling, like the type of mindset you got to have to just overcome that and keep going and keep going. Josh Allen, that same boat. What are you going to do? So think about Deshaun Watson – Physically, he can still do it. We've seen it, right? But mentally, it's like, yo, when's it? When, I got I, I want to have another 400-game performance, 500-game performance, four touchdowns, five. Until you get into that rhythm and you get that mojo going, it's like you're, you're pressing and you're trying to figure it out. So, absolutely, this is the toughest part. This is the toughest part for an athlete, right? Boom, you sat out almost two years, and you're dealing with some real stuff off the field. And now you got to get back into a rhythm. You got to find your way again in a whole new system. Yeah, he's dealing with a lot, for sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, we we shall see what happens with Deshaun Watson, what that MRI comes back as. But we're going to switch gears and talk about another quarterback, and that is Zach Wilson. Um, the Jets yeah. had an absolutely miserable, miserable performance. You wouldn't on, know on offense. You I, wouldn't know. You was in Belize and I, you wasn't watching the game. I have a phone. You ain't watched though. <laughs> I you saw was, the you was having, How you going? You, you drinking my ties? You only watched the Cowboys. I was drinking frozen margaritas. Have some respect. Um, 
The Jets had another miserable performance on Sunday in Vegas. 12 points. Well, let's let me rephrase. The Jets offense had a miserable performance Sunday in Vegas. 12 points and absolutely zero touchdowns, but yet Zach Wilson is still QB1. And head coach Robert Sala says that absolutely will not change. Listen to this. When, when speaking about Zach, you know, I, I I get it. You know, there's 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 a yearning for more or whatever it is, but I, I, I feel like he played a good game yesterday. Um, you know, he uh, obviously he wants he, he's he'll admit that he'd want that interception back, but it, it is it is hard it is hard to make changes just to make changes uh, just to pacify something, and uh, especially when someone's not deserving. If he was deserving of it, I got you. Like let's change something, but, and that's really for every position. That's, that's a, that's, that's a coach. That's a player. That's defensive play. It doesn't matter. Um, you're always trying to look at ways to make sure that everyone is operating at full go. And, uh, to say that one person is the reason for everyone failing. I, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. But, um, again, it's just one man's opinion. Mm. It's a lot. Mm. I'm going you, to you. You know what? I believe him. Robert Sala, he thinks I don't I got, doubt that you believe him. I'm not but, asking you if you believe him. I'm asking you to tell me what you think he, about what he said. No, because he seems like an honest man. Like uh, if he not playing, if he not playing well, I believe Robert Sala come and say he not playing well. Do if you? he don't play well, we'll make some changes. Right. But you know, it's one thing when we watch on TV, and another thing when you come cut on that film, right? Right. 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 Receivers not running a right route. They miss O line, missing their protection, and it look like. Wilson is holding on the ball too long, but it's like, nah, this guy pass protected the mm -hmm. wrong way. He got hit from the blind side, which should have been protected. I told you yesterday, he he made a couple good plays. He scrambled out of the pocket, dives for a touchdown or a first down. Like, he shows signs that he can be a decent quarterback. Why right? are we doing this? He, I'm just. No, 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 seriously. Why are we doing this? I'm trying to go no, 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 with Robert no, no, no. Sala and what the, he's this, saying. No, this is the problem. Why are we doing this? Because if this was any other quarterback, he would be getting chastised right now. Like, the we, reason we, he's not, though, because he's not supposed to be the starter. Well, this is a backup we're talking about. Well, he's the starter now, and he was the starter before Aaron Rodgers got there. I hate that we're doing this, because if this was any other quarterback, we always say the quarterback gets the fame, the quarterback, I mean, the glory, and he also gets the blame. Like, That's we, not, that's not we necessarily keep, true, though. But it's, true, it's been true in the history of the NFL. It's been true for every other quarterback. I don't understand okay, why okay, I'll give we you a scenario. keep massaging this kid's ego. Right now, you're the starter, and yes, it's not all your fault. There's a lot of... There's a lot of things wrong with this Jets offense. I'm not discrediting that. But there's not, like, it's, they're trying to protect this poor little kid from BYU. No, it's not from, that. Like, I think they're trying media. to protect their season. Ash, Ash, if you, okay, take Trey Lance off your roster, right? Because he's a quality quarterback. If Dak was hurt, out for the year. Cooper Rush wasn't playing good. You guys are not going to beat on the table saying, put Rush, our third string quarterback Rush in. Cooper Rush wasn't playing well. And he was making mistakes just like the offense was, and they were all responsible in some way, shape, or form for losing games. I guarantee you, Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, would be giving some blame to Cooper Rush. He's not He's not rid of blame because he's the backup. It's yeah, next but, man up. You yeah, are next a, man up, and a, you have not been playing well. It doesn't mean you take all the fault, but let's stop protecting this poor kid's fragile ego and say what it is. I don't think they're doing that, is. though. The team's not. not, the offense isn't playing well, but neither are you. No, I don't think they're doing that. I, I think what they're protecting the team, meaning that, like, really good teams don't give us shit. At meaning, all. like, w whatever their conversations they're having with Zach Wilson – 
they're not going to come out and say, okay, guys, here, hey, Brandon and, and Ashley and B Flow, you know, this is what he's doing good. This is what he's doing bad. They're not doing any of that, I'm right? I'm not Even, saying that they should, but him going out there and saying, it's not his fault. He made a couple of good plays. Like, well, stop that, but, doing but that's that. why I said it's interesting. It's an interesting conversation because when you look at it, right, you know, they lose to the, the, the Raiders 12 to 16. No offensive scores, right? They didn't score at all. And the offense has been stagnant all year, pretty much. Yeah, right. They're not explosive. They're not really doing much. And so when you look at that, you're like, okay, let's start with the quarterback. To Ashley's point, it's like, all right, well, you got to get us going. Why aren't you getting us going? But if you look at the numbers from 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 the game from was it Monday, Monday uh, Sunday night? Was it Sunday night or Monday night? Damn, where are we at? Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday night. night. Okay. 23 for 29, 263 yards, and one interception. The one interception, and he he talked about this. That was bad because the reason why the interception was bad, bro, is because he stared them down. All you had to do is stare down the middle of the field or look to your left and come back to the curl. You, the curl was was there. These are your fundamentals. So the question is, what are we deeming as a good performance, right, if we're the New York Jets, if you're Coach Sala? Because – you know, for some quarterbacks, this is a this is a twenty three for twenty nine is not bad. Well, at all. but you guys just you're doing it again. Like this is what I hate. Because, no, the reason why we're no, saying no, this that. Is what but, I, this is what I hate though, because when Russell Wilson goes out there right. and has a great game statistically, but the team still loses because of something on the offense, who gets the blame? Russell Wilson. When Dak Prescott goes out there and has five interceptions, but only three of them were his fault. I mean, only one of them were his fault, and the rest was his receivers just dropping balls. Who gets the blame? Dak See, Prescott. The expectation See, is totally different down, from those guys. I've seen, right, too. I've seen Trey Lance get absolutely dragged by uh, analysts and the media and 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 other coaches. And he barely played. But, but here's the, the thing, though. Here's our challenge, though. No, but here's our challenge. But let me let me explain to you. Here's our challenge, B. And I'm starting to understand more of like how you approach, you know, ball. It's like when you're in the locker room, right? Like when you're in the locker room, you're in the film room. You see everything. Obviously, we're talking about everything. And so it's that's why I get on certain players when they come out here and they just give these harsh judgments or harsh uh, they make these harsh statements because we know we sat there where on some of these plays the offensive line it looks like it was the quarterback but the offensive line broke down or it looked like it was the quarterback but the wide receiver ran the, the wrong route so like how do we judge this from afar when we're not in those meetings you don't we don't understand all of their assignments and i think that's the challenge i'm not disagreeing with that brand i completely agree i'm not saying it's all zach wilson's fault but we're talking about a player who was once a first-round draft pick yep. to be a franchise quarterback who is now a backup quarterback because he's not a franchise quarterback. Let's not let's not pretend that this kid has always been a backup. At one point, people thought the potential to be a starter, to be a franchise leader, was there. Right. I'm not saying you put all the blame on him, but this every single time the Jets lose and it's offensive based, it's everybody else but Zach Wilson, or he gets he gets the benefit of the doubt. He gets the justification. What are you guarding his feelings for? If he's not your franchise, they're not though. Think about yeah, they're listen, not discarding his feelings. No, no, no. I'm not. They're just I'm, not telling us that. But what I'm I'm not. Asking you to go into so you ask him to but cut it's not him. even I mean, that. Not him, but, uh, no, to I'm not saying go into detail about what you guys talk in the locker room, but hearing every single time the Jets lose and it's offense based, 
oh, it's not Zach Wilson's fault. He had a good game. There's other issues. If I'm in that locker room and I'm a receiver or I'm an offensive lineman or I'm a tight end, I'm pissed off. Why do you keep defending him? Because you got to. Actually, he's not, yeah, you got to. Type, yeah. he's you not got your to. franchise guy, though. You don't, you don't need to protect him. But what's the his... alternative, though? What I'm saying is if you're going to go ahead and blame the offense as a whole, if you're going to go ahead and say that the offense lost the game, don't justify Zach Wilson in the process. Keep Just keep right. – I don't need to hear the excuses. Just say the offense didn't play well. Oh, we need to work – but stop saying the offense didn't play well, but it's not all Zach Wilson's fault. Zach Wilson, you know, he had a good game. There's a lot of things wrong with the offense. Just keep it general. Stop every time you chastise the offense in the same breath. You're protecting Zach Wilson. That's annoying. That's annoying. But well, you, you, you have to protect you your have to. you have to protect your quarterback like he's that. He's not even your franchise quarterback. It doesn't yeah, matter. He's the guy running players. the show. Oh like as a coach, okay. you have to protect all your players. That's yeah. what, to me. If I'm in that locker room, I appreciate that. because you know one because one game it could come on you. That's right? right. But I but B, I appreciate it if internally when we're in those team meeting rooms, we're in those offensive uh, uh, segment rooms, whatever, and we're going through you know our game plan or we're watching film. If you're up there and you're not correcting him, saying, hey, Zach, you know you're supposed to go here first before you went there. That's a problem. You got to blah, blah, blah. If you're not doing that and you're publicly saying that, now we have a problem. But what's happening in those meeting rooms is everybody's getting called out. Everybody's being held accountable. And so what you want is your head coach and anybody, for that matter, speaking in front of the camera, always protecting the team, always protecting each other. I don't – I and I love that and I agree with that, but – it's a contradiction when you are going up there and you're saying, you know, everyone in the offense isn't playing well, not going into detail, which is fine. I have no issue with that. But in the same breath, you are always going above and beyond to protect Zach Wilson and his feelings and justifying the offense didn't play well, but Zach Wilson when's had the, a good game. When's he the last just time, did it. But when's the last time anyone in media said, hey, the Jets offense is playing bad? Because of the offensive line. The Jets offense is playing bad because of Nick Daniel Hackett. I don't need that, that, you to go because ahead. of the receivers. What I'm saying. But what nobody's I'm saying doing is, that. Everybody is piling on and trying to attack Zach Wilson. So now in response All I'm saying is is that if you're going to go ahead and not point the fingers at anyone specific on the offense, I have no issue with that. But stop going above and beyond the extra mile to per make sure that everybody knows it's not Zach Wilson's fault. That's not fair to the rest of the offense because Zach Wilson is part of the problem okay. he's not the only problem but he's part of the problem so that's like me saying if we have a bad show and we're all we all have a bad show but i say yeah we you know the, we the whole cast had a bad show but ashley had a great show ashley's not the problem that's, that's not that's, what he's saying that's directly that, that's, that's indirectly right, pointing the right, finger right, at the rest right, of the that's offense not that's saying, not right. fair stop doing that that's what i'm saying by babying him and that's what he said zach's not the problem zach had a good game you know i can't put it all on one guy you, if you, the whole offense goes down, the whole offense goes down together. Mm -hmm. Stop singling him out and making sure everybody knows he's not right, the problem. Right, right, That's right. my issue. I just don't see it like that. And I wrap it up. I just think he's saying everybody is trying to put it on Zach Wilson, mm -hmm. and it's not just him. It's all of us. Like, it's the coaching, it's right. the offensive line, it's the receivers. It's Zach. He's part of the problem, but he's not the only problem. I don't hear That's him all he's saying that all but he's this part is, of the problem. This is the hardest, but this is the hardest thing. When you're inside those walls and, that, and you're inside that building, the hardest thing is controlling the message, right? Like, you see Bill Belichick. We laugh at Bill Belichick all the time, but he gives us nothing. Yeah. He absolutely gives us nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, the quarterback, what are you going to do? Uh, we'll handle the quarterback situation next week. <laughs>
whatever he does uh, next week, right? And so, like, that really is the best blueprint. Not everybody has that because you're trying to figure out how, you know, because you want to be friends. You want to do, do a, you, you want to do a good job for the media covering you because you're thinking down the road when things get a little tough, they give you a little slack, a little grace. But this is the hardest thing to do, especially when you're, when you're losing, is controlling your narrative, controlling your me- message, whether you're a player or a coach. That shit's hard for with Robert Sala. Before we close out the show, I mean, if you had to put a number on it, Jets' chances to make the playoffs, 50-50, 60-40. What are we looking at? I give them a 10% chance to make the playoffs. Damn. It's a 10% chance. So 90-10. <laughs> it's very real. Okay, okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, don't, don't, don't take your time now because you, yeah. you were jumping on the table <laughs> and Rodgers. Everyone was coming Let's back. Just be, be real. real right yeah. now. Be real. About forty to fifty percent, somewhere, somewhere. Fifty? Yeah. What are you so talking about, bro? They got a tough. B, did you not play defense? <laughs> and Ashley, you keep saying this, especially in basketball, but it's not true in football. Defense wins championships. So with all the teams in the AFC North, you're talking about your oh, no, Broncos can make a run. Like all these teams can make me, a play. Hold on, hold on. This Dion Dawkins. Let me cut the D. Let me cut the audio real quick. We on the show right now. Uh, can we pull? This is this is Double D right here. Can y'all pull up what he wore for other uh, game? Bro, what inspired this outfit? And I have Ashley Nicole Moss and also B Flow here. Hi. Yo, yo. What up, y'all? What up? What, what inspired the outfit? Yeah, what inspired? Can we put this up? Yep. What in, inspired the outfit? Yes, we love it. Bro, I'm just, I'm just me, bro. I'm a, I'm a tattooed big dude, skinny dude trapped in a big dude body, bro. That's, that's, that's what it is, man. So I just try my best. Bro. I gotta find ways to. To steal the show, so that's what the f- I'm gonna do. I love it. Can you continue to do this, please? What B Flow had a suggestion for you. He said if you'd have put the shades on or a chunk with it, it was a wrap. I know, I know, I know. I know. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm not really a glasses dude, but I got you for the next time. I got you. All right, just tell Let's him, and then it. just say B Flow gave me the idea. B Flow. Yeah, Brandon Flowers. I got you. All right, bro. You good? Yeah, I'm solid, bro. Y'all okay? Hey, they, they, uh, what's going on in Buffalo? Don't we live? Hold on, hold on, we live. Um, we live right now. So I know you call me up the humbug right now, but y'all good? Okay. Tell Josh Allen we said hello. Okay. Tell Stephon Diggs. Hey, hey, y'all be good. Okay. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Love. Well, listen, you never know who's going to pull up to paper out. <laughs> and that phone. was just a perfect example of that. That does it for our show today. <laughs> if you're listening on Sirius XM Faction Talk 103, we thank you so much. If you are watching on YouTube, we thank you so much. If you want to check out all of the behind the scenes and just craziness that goes on during the show, make sure you check out the I Am Athlete YouTube page and all of our social media channels. Um, and Brandon is going to be going on tour soon oh. with Cam Newton. So we'll, we'll talk about that some tomorrow. Yeah, let's do we'll, it. We'll go ahead and put that in the rundown. Until then, tomorrow's hump day. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Yeah. That tour's going to be BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.